Yorkie in the pistol. Now Collins stands next to him in the shotgun. Yorkie asks for it and now has it. Yorkie will throw across the middle. Got it complete. Cody Rice behind the Wolverines. He dives. Touchdown, Michigan State. He split the defenders and the Spartans strike first in Ann Arbor. This is Spartan Red Zone, your source for the best MSU and college football analysis, picks, banter, and anything else going on in the college football world. Here's your host, Brian Collins. Welcome back to Spartan Red Zone. Brian Collins, Eric Bott, Nathan Soon, Joe Dandron, back with a full extravaganza. Got a lot of games to pit. And, and, and we got to figure out who's going to win our pick-em bracket. Is Joe Dantern going to be a two-time winner? Is Eric Botter and Nathan Cerns going to come back? Am I going to go even farther down in the rankings? We'll we'll find out in a little bit. But how was everyone's Christmas? Great. Uh, honestly, it was actually really good. Yeah. Go home, Joe? Joe's never home. Uh, I did go home. I that went home. Nice. I was home. I was home for a week. I was home from the 19th until last night. There you go. Um, yeah. And so it was nice. Got to meet my nephew for the first time. Shout out to Ian. Nice. Um, yeah. So, hey, newborn baby. Did, did you, he got the majority of the gifts, I'm, I'm guessing. Yes, him and my other nephew, Tyler, did. Yeah. And I was relegated to the – <laughs> well, my birthday is six days before Christmas, so people tend to lump them together. Okay. Uh, see, I would hate that. Having a, a, I do. I do hate that. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Just as long as we're clear. Um, yeah, I, my Christmas was great. I had a, I'm coming to you from my brand new MacBook pro, which is like the best thing ever because I was always a guy. Cause I was, I've always been a PC guy. I've always had 17 devices that I've needed to do all my work. And now it's just all centralized in one device that I can do everything on. I love it so much. And I've, I'm going to Florida on Sunday. There you, you know, go. Not getting on a plane again. I know we're shocked, but um, get a nice tan. Nice tan. Dandron's coming with me. Somehow we're 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 gonna hopefully survive and make it back for the rest of the MSU basketball season. At, at Seven a.m. Not that we not that we really want to make it back for the MSU basketball season. At this <laughs> point, Lord have mercy. Yeah, but, not good. Got to figure out a point guard situation there. Not good. Not Probably should play A.J. Hodgers. Stearns, how was your Christmas? It was good. It was good. Obviously, did the Wisconsin game with Eric. That went well. Went back. Saw the, saw the family the next day and just been relaxing ever since. So, not nothing too nothing too crazy on this end, which is probably not a bad thing. Yeah, how Stearns weird was that? How weird the, was that, that Wisconsin-Michigan State game? The three of us, Joe, Stearns, and myself, all worked on Christmas Day. Um, I know. A couple old crazy. pros right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. First of many. First of many. It was okay, so well, weird, though. What, it was, was so it, weird, though. It was weird just watching it, to be honest. I yeah. was like, this doesn't feel like Christmas. Like, watching no, Wisconsin-Michigan State game. No, no, it didn't. I was there, and it was like I, – I mean, it felt like Christmas because I woke up really early that morning, yeah. opened some gifts with family. I woke up Me at, like, too. 6 and um, did some of that stuff and then made the drive. I drove the two hours from Montague, and – um. I mean, it was, I mean, it was, it was cool. It was, I mean, I'm a big basketball guy. So it was, I always spend the day watching the NBA. So yep. I was able to catch a couple of games afterward after covering the game. So it was nice. Um, just wrote a, you know, one story and then headed head on home. Yeah. Well, it, 
first of all, pretty good basketball game. That was a it good was basketball. a great game to call. Yes. I mean, Stearns yeah. and I were talking during the game how it was a great game to call. Yeah, yeah it was and that was game. that was one of the better games I had watched all year between two. I mean, they were. I mean, um, Trice had the game, but this is. Yeah. I guess we're getting off track here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't this isn't impact zone. This is Spartan Red Zone. We talked Michigan State football and some other stuff, but let's talk a little Michigan State football. Since the last time we talked, there was a little transfer. I, I, I mean, we got the majority of the recruiting class kind of done, but I, ever since I think Gino Vandemark, the kid from New Jersey, committed to, since the last time that we talked and signed, so he's coming to Michigan State. MSU's been really active in the transfer portal. Jared Her- Horst, is that how you say his name, Stearns? I yeah, think that's, that's right. Okay, Arkansas State, left tackle, I believe. He, he, he'll he's be a, a JUCO guy, too. Came from it, the JUCO to Arkansas State, so now he's Lansing. So I that's the guy I'm imagining who will be in the rotation probably immediately just based on the fact that MSU's offensive line depth is not great. Drew Jordan, a defensive end from Duke, who's kind of a highly touted guy that ended up at Duke. So it, it should be interesting to see what he says. Stern City at three and a half sats last year for the Blue Devils. They weren't great last year after having a little expectations once they got that transfer kid from Clemson. Harold Joyner, I think we talked about him, the Auburn transfer. And Anthony Russo, the quarterback from Temple, who I, I was having this conversation. He's got one year left, right? It's only a one-year thing for Anthony Russo. Right? He's in the grad transfer? Yeah. Yes. yes. He, he's only got the one season. That's like his sixth year playing college football. Yeah. That's absurd, dude. Well, this last year was a freebie for everyone. Yeah. So yeah it kind of kind of lends itself to having some old men in college football at this point. Brandon, what's it called? My uh, brother-in-law was telling me, he said, look, go look at the Elite 11 class for the year Anthony Russo's in it. It's like Anthony Russo, Brandon Peters, like Brandon Wimbush, like these like guys that you – like Brandon Wimbush feels like he graduated like four years ago. Yeah, yeah, was, that's was, really weird. <laughs> yeah, it was like some of the guys in that, like I, I, I bet the listeners go look at that list. It's a preposterous group of 11. But other than that, I mean, guys that are coming back and decided to come back from Michigan State due to the freebie year that Russo is using, Jacob Panashuk and Drew Beasley on the edge of that defensive line. That's a bit – I think that is an actually, like, sort of a big get to have at least one of them come back, but not – but both. You're actually going to have decent depth on the defensive end position for this Michigan State team. Yeah, the D-line, man. I mean, the D-line should be probably the strongest position group next year. Yeah. I mean, there's – depends on who ends up playing quarterback. Obviously, Rocky Lombardi transferred. Hmm. Yeah. Northern He's Illinois. Laugh it up, Joe. He's laughing it up because he knows that I was right about Lombardi. Um, that Northern oh, Illinois. Oh, yeah. I mean, dude, right I mean, talk about – if there is something that I will ne- – Eric, you were right. I was wrong. <laughs> Let's just get it out of the way. I was a Rocky Lombardi stand forever. I'm not even going to deny it. I thought he was the guy, and now he's at NIU. Who cares? Who cares? Right I was actually laughing at something. I was laughing at Julian Mitchell on his video on Twitter, by the way. Check it out. But Unreal, um, dude. What a suit on that kid. Oh, I'm, it was it, – we'll get. We'll talk about this out of the show. Yes. But, yes, I was wrong. He transferred. Shout out Collins for helping me get on that. So. Yeah, what's it called? The thing about it is, like, I mean, talking about Rocky going to Northern Illinois, I think, like, the Michigan game was kind of like, 
He, that's something that Michigan State fans will never forget. And when he transferred, oh, yeah. you, you literally just saw like you saw like the whole fan base. You're like, thanks for what you did, man, but you're never good enough to play like on a consistent basis. It was like <laughs> it was like kind of like you say thanks yeah. for like, yeah. thanks for leaving. We appreciate thanks for the memory. Thanks yeah. for the memories, but get out of here. Because, I mean, like, that Michigan I mean, game will be one of the most oddest performances I'll ever see because he was incredible that game. Wild. And I know Michigan's like secondary stunk, but like some of the, the throw he made the Ricky White for the first touchdown of the game was like off his back on a foot. Dime. Yeah, like just an incredible throw. <laughs> so Rocky's throwing a Northern Ricky Illinois. White, yes. Not surprising nice. once you bring in Russo. You you would expect a couple guys to leave. I'm surprised. What's his name? Theo Day is still there, but I I bet I, it sounds like he just is fine with being a backup at Michigan State. Wish all the credit to him. Uh, <laughs> Other guys, I think we talked about this. Another Belleville guy, Davion Williams into the portal. Josh Botain, linebacker, who got a little PT this year. So I was a little surprised to see him enter the portal. Um, Chris Jackson, a guy who started the year, basically, for Michigan State, now entering the portal. He left the team, I think, two weeks before the season was even over, though. So I, I there was writing on the wall for that. Yeah, but honestly, of all the people that went to the portal for MSU, that's the one that surprises me the most. Because generally, you see people going to the portal because of lack of playing time. And that was not the case for Chris Jackson. He had an injury in midseason, which kept him off the field a little bit. But Stearns, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but he was one of the more productive guys in that secondary in that new scheme that Hazleton and Tucker have before he got hurt. Well, he's a good press corner because he's bigger and he's longer on the outside. I mean, Kalan Gervin, Shakir Brown, Angelo Gross aren't 6'2" and don't have the ability to go up against the bigger receivers in the Big Ten. But he left. I was more surprised by Davion Williams just because he wasn't hurt and he was he was going to factor into that rotation going into next year. And now that he's gone, you're looking at Kalan Gervin, Angelo Gross, and that's it. I mean, you need one or two more corners, ideally in the portal, because what you're running out right now is not going to be good enough. They're, they have some guys coming in, maybe – I don't know. You look at maybe moving Kirk from safety to corner. Maybe you start Charles Brantley at corner. They got some guys coming in. That's the one good thing about this recruiting class is they, they loaded up on linemen and corners. But I don't know exactly what was the cause of Jackson leaving. Mel made it sound like it maybe was something disciplinary. I don't want to speculate but that. If I had to guess, that's what I think it'd be. I, I was more surprised by Williams than I was anything else, to be honest with you. Chris Jackson, I mean, I was in that last pre- – it was one of those last press conferences that Tucker had. Chris Jackson was just like, he's no longer with the team. That's just pretty much all that was said. And, I mean, I haven't been, you know, yeah, taking I, a break from everything. So, I I don't know if anything changed with that. But that was, re- that was weird. From what I've heard about the situation, he just basically was like, I- I'm – like quitting it wasn't like anything disciplinary or yeah. something like that it was just like, his, I, I, and, and his fa- his family is both his parents are alum like maybe he just wants to yeah, yeah do something you know, football. these guys are have been in a bubble the entire season that wears on you maybe yeah. he was just tired of not going home and not seeing anyone i mean that's yeah that's a what, very that's what, yeah. wrong possibility of what could have happened that was the understanding I kind of got from it. Uh, Jude Perjosa enters the portal. I think who's a, a there was a fullback too. I think Rosenfeld entered the transfer portal too for Michigan State. But um, just looking at like what they did, I think there's gonna be a lot more guys coming, like Stern said, because there. Uh, if you're gonna dip into the transfer portal, why not go all in? And, and 
like you said, your secondary is kind of depleted at that cornerback position. Well, in the NCAA, most, most likely is going to grant another blanket eligibility waiver. That's something they've been talking about. Normally, I think in January, the, they're voting on it, the football oversight committee, which would mean that if you're not a grad transfer, you can play immediately, which would really, really help Michigan State because Horst is a road grader, man. I mean, that guy's a stud, absolute stud. Was really good in the Sun Belt, and he just mows people. He absolutely. Mm-hmm throws people around and he's got the right attitude as an offensive lineman. That's a guy who wants to destroy whoever he's lined up across. He might move inside to guard. I don't know if he, if his style projects more because he guards are normally the guys that are going to throw people around tackles. They have to be a little bit more nimble on their feet. They're not as they're They don't have to be as much of punishers, especially in the run game, but he's going to be good. And then obviously Joyner will factor into the rotation somewhere among the mess that is Simmons, Collins, and Hayward. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, all in all, like at the start of this all I'm really interested. I mean, before we get into the bowl, like extravaganza, I'm interested to see when spring football starts and like what they're going to do with that whole situation, especially with like coronavirus and like the vaccine coming out. I, I mean, they're not going to give these kids the vaccine before people that actually need it. At least they shouldn't. So I, I, I'm wondering if they're going to do more of like a summer football compared to spring football. So I, I, I don't know. I'm very interested to see how the rest of the off season goes. And Cerns, I was going to ask you this because I don't really know the specifics. Like at like, can kids be eligible after they like transfer before, like they can, they transfer in the summer and be eligible immediately. I, that's something that, again, I think they're going to deliberate on in January. As of right now, I'm not sure. But if they do approve that blanket waiver, it'd be like what it was this year in essence. Yeah. I think that's – and, and it, all signs point to they are, that that's kind of going to be the direction that they take so that if you're not a grad transfer, it doesn't matter how many years of eligibility you have, you're, you're immediately eligible. But, yeah, I mean, Michigan State's going to be interesting next year. And, and the one thing we watch – I mean – if you've been watching the bowl games last night, Colorado takes on Texas. That was basically like what Mel Tucker did in year two with like the, he kind of did like the same thing. He dipped into the transfer portal last year. It was basically his recruiting class and they were not bad. Like, I I don't know. So if you want like some sort of positivity for this Michigan state team going forward, you can be like, Oh, see what, what all of Tucker's guys kind of did in year two. So I, 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 I don't know if that really translates, but it should be interesting to see what this team puts on the field. I'm also really interested to see what the schedule looks like because all those contracts, I have to, uh, I mean, they have to be like voided, I'm assuming. Like Miami, because it's a home and home. Like if Michigan State doesn't want to play there, they don't have to play there, I don't think. So it, it, all that stuff will be interesting. We'll probably keep you updated on that. As Derek King on. getting hurt last night too could be because he yeah. announced he was coming back and then got hurt in the bowl game last night. So depending on the severity of it, who knows? Yeah, Maybe it didn't look good. Left knee. Yeah. Made it cut and just yeah, not good for Derek King. That sucks. That really sucks. Well, at least at least he said he was coming back to Miami another season before he got hurt. Because if he was like planning on going to the NFL, that would be even worse for him. Yeah, that would have been horrible. But let's say. As we're talking about Bulls, let's get in it. The Pickham, SRC Pickham, Joe Dandron, our reigning champ, still leads by just a game over Eric Bach and Nathan Stearns with 42 and 33 overall. Still pretty good. Over 500 record. 
you're in the green if you've been if you've been following Joe Dandron, Eric Brock, and Nathan Stearns. Unfortunately, you're not. If you're with me, I'm 32 and 43. Not a good year for me. I'm not good at this. I, I should probably <laughs> just give it up, honestly. But I, I mean, when you guys, when you think of bowl season, I mean, this year's been different because it doesn't have the same like vibe and stuff like that. Because you got random teams that are like three and six and bowls and stuff like that. What is your favorite non New Year's Six Bowl? Like that you're like, ooh, it's like a Wednesday on like December 28th and it's like three o'clock. I love this bowl. Like what oh, is your favorite uh, non New Year's Six one? The uh p- the Idaho potato bowl. It's a good one. It's a good pick. Th- that was and it's I love that one. Love the logo. Love the I think they have a giant potato car or something. Now. Yeah. And the thing about the Idaho potato bowl, it's like I think it's on the they dump French fries in the coach. Yeah, too. that's great too. They also have it's like two days before Christmas. And the team it's a usually like a, a BYU first thing like a Marshall in that game every year. And you're like, yeah, it's not bad. I'll watch it. So that that's a good pick, Eric Bach. Uh the one that happened for me, I'm a little bit I you know, I love the crappy weird bowl games just as I much as the next guy, but to, to me, it's the Alamo Bowl, the one that happened last night. Good pick. Um, because you always you always get a, a – it's a, probably one of the best non-New Year's Six matchups of the year. Yes. And it's always, like, random teams, too. I don't even know if the Alamo Bowl has, like, conference affiliations because it always seems like there's just, like, random teams from Power 5 leagues playing in that game. I mean – I think it's now it's Pat 12, uh, Big 12. It used to be Big 12, Big 10. Yeah, really last night. Time. So Texas and Colorado wasn't that great of a game. Texas no. kind of pulled away uh, against Colorado. But how about Colorado? Mel left them in February, and they go four and two. I mean, that's pretty good. I um, that coach they have too is looks like he's a pretty good coach. So yeah, but so that's mine. And I mean, last night the cheese bowl was good too. But um, but yeah, I'm gonna go with the Alamo Bowl. Stearns, I know you got one. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Duke Mayo Bowl. That was formerly the Meineke Car Care Bowl. That was went from the Meineke Car Care Bowl belt. To, to the Belt Bowl. And it's now the Duke Mayo Bowl. I hate how they change sponsors as much as they do. That's just a nostalgia thing for me. I still remember, oh, when was it? I think it was December of 07 when Wake Forest beat UConn 24-10. to 10. I went to that game. And then the next year when Wow. UConn, wow. I think UNC played West Virginia. That was a gross game, but that's just a B of A thing. I mean, that, that especially as a Carolina fan, the good years are. Yeah. For far between, when he says B of A, he means Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina. Carry on. Love that. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure did oh, Pat White play in a minor guitar bowl like that West Virginia team? Yeah, they did. They did. Okay. Nice. Oh, did they win? I know it was. A, like a 33-31. Slade and Pat White, shout out. Yeah, that was that was ju- that's just more of a, a like a hometown sort of thing than it is for me more than anything else. I mean, there's been some good games. It's always a middle of the road kind of bowl game, but it's not like the Gasparilla Bowl or the Bad Boy Mowers Bowl or the Go Daddy Bowl or some of those other god awful games. Okay, I, I first of all, I'm gonna, I'm gonna name two. 
I got to start off with the quick lane bowl that was formerly the Motor City Bowl, formerly the Little Caesars Bowl, because I got two sweatshirts from the quick lane bowl that I wear all the time. So I had to, I had to give a shout the, out. You have the Eastern Pit one, don't you? Yeah. And I also have the Minnesota Georgia Tech one. So I, I, I'm a big proponent of the quick lane bowl. But my favorite one that's on TV is the Sun Bowl, because the Sun Bowl is the most random bowl of all. It's like on CBS, like on national TV. And it's like on Arizona Pas- State from El Paso. Yeah, and it's just like two like not good teams in Power Five conferences, and they're like, CBS is celebrating a hundred years covering the Sun Bowl, and everyone's like, no one's there, no one cares. It's just it always makes me laugh because it's just like, oh, Brad Nessler and Gary Danielson, they got him in El Paso for this thirtieth, like stuff like that makes me laugh. So Sun Bowl, this is well, just so random. Your uh, your Quick Lane Bowl sweatshirt was like your your weekly attire back when we used to record the. SRZ in person. I think you wore a, that every. I think you wore that every single time we did it. It's a go-to. It's a go-to sweatshirt. Very comfortable. Best thirty-five bucks I've ever spent in my entire life. But okay. Well, since we got our favorite bowls off our chest, let's just start. And Stearns brought up his favorite bowl, the Duke Mayo Bowl. That is today at noon. Wisconsin minus nine and a half versus the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. In Charlotte, North Carolina, I don't know if they have fans or if they're allowed to have fans at this game. I'm assuming there's limited capacity there. Um, we'll start off with our SRZ leader, Joe Dandron. So, okay, Wisconsin and Wake Forest. Last time I watched a Wake Forest football game was when Michigan State played them in the pinstripe bowl last year. And we watched them. We watched them together when they got killed by Clemson in week one this year. Oh, yes, we did watch that game as well. Um, I don't trust Wake Forest. I don't really trust Wisconsin either. Graham Mertz, though, plays quarterback for Wisconsin. So I'm going to take Wisconsin with the points. And that might be – Graham Mertz earlier in the year was kind of like, oh, they have Graham Mertz. He's the equalizer. Now it might be the opposite way. They have Graham Mertz. They might stink. I'm taking Wake <laughs> Forest here. I, I, Wisconsin can't score. And I, Paul Chris is a good coach, so they'll be ready to play on a, like a little bit of a layoff. But they, they physically can't score. This offense looked almost broken at the end of the year. Give me Wake Forest to cover the nine and a half. I just think that's too much for an offense as anemic as Wisconsin. I'm with Collins. I'm going Wake Forest. I just, you know, it's in their home state just down the road from Winston-Salem, about two hours down a, whatever that highway is. And that's not I-40, but it's one of those Stearns. Can Tobacco Road. Um, and... I just – I don't trust Wisconsin. Wisconsin has not covered anything in, like, a month and a half. So, I'm going I'm going with the Demon Deacons. And the – Michigan – or, uh, excuse me, Wake Forest played well last year in their bowl game against Michigan State. So, um, I'm just – I feel good about the Demon Deacons. I mean, their quarterback's not bad. I like Sam Hartman. Stearns. Give me Wake Forest as well. This is a homecoming game for them. They're going to party like it's 2007. I could see them winning. I really could. I mean, Clawson's made them better than they were under Groby. They had a good couple years under Jim Groby, especially. What year was that when I went to the Orange Bowl? Might have been, I think it was 2006. But this is a game for a Wisconsin team that can't score. How do you get up for this game? I I mean, you go from being a possible favorite to win the Big Ten East, and now you're playing – on the road against a very middling Wake Forest team. I just don't think they get up for this game. And I think Wake Forest has more to gain because these are the bowl games that Wake Forest is normally in. Wisconsin normally has their their sets site. Their sets. Oh, bad, bad, bad. 
their sights set on something higher. Yeah, that's fair. And that's like when you're pit bull games, that's an actual big factor. Like I'm an idiot during the year and I'm always like, oh, the motivation for this team. This is a revenge team. But in bull season, when you really look at it, it's kind of like, does this team have anything to play for? And the majority of the time, if they don't have anything to play for, they usually don't show up. Also, the Deuce Mayo Bowl, what I've been told is that was the bowl Michigan State was offered before they decided not to play in a bowl game this year. So fun fact. But uh, okay, now moving on. First New Year's Six game of the bowl season. Good year, the Goodyear Cotton Bowl, Arlington, Texas, number seven, Florida, getting three points from number six, Oklahoma, 8 p.m. on ESPN. We'll have Eric Bach start us off. Uh, I I want to pick Oklahoma because this is like their home turf. I mean, how many games has Oklahoma played at AT&T Stadium the past like five years? But Florida, man, I mean, Florida. A lot of opt-outs for Florida, Florida too. Florida broke my rule of all – or Florida broke my, uh, my streak of always winning when I pick Alabama in the SEC championship game. I mean, that was a great football game. Great imagine, football game. And imagine if Florida had not lost to LSU the week before, how, like, even more intense that would have been. So, I don't know. I don't – Tell me about the opt-outs for Florida, because I was, like, no-braining Florida until you said there was some opt-outs. Well, Tony and Kyle Pitts are the bi- the two big ones. So, they're two best offensive mm-hmm. weapons for Kyle Trask. Okay, so I'm picking Oklahoma then. I was going to pick Florida until I had that information. I'm going I'm going Sooners now because it's it's stupid to pick against Oklahoma in AT&T Stadium. Let's just be honest. Stern. And this, this is probably the best non-playoff New Year's Six game, by the way. I would, yeah, probably, yeah. Well, this is going to be, this might be a race to 100, but I like Oklahoma too here. I think if you're Florida, you had, you were right there. You were right, you were right. This is normally what I think of whenever you see Michigan, whenever, when you think, what's that, 15 or 16, when they're right there against Ohio State with a chance to go to the Big Ten Championship, they lost, they go down to the Orange Bowl and lose to Florida State because you have everything there. And you don't have anything to play for. It's a sorry consolation prize, especially with the opt outs. Pit, Pitts isn't just another guy. He might be a top ten pick. He's the best tight end in best tight end of the draft. You really lose your vertical vertical game if you're Florida. So I'm going to go with the Sooners here as well. Guys, I'm taking Florida. I, I mean, I am not a believer in the Big Twelve this year, and and, and the reason I say that is, and, and if Kyle Trask is playing, I think they'll be fine. I think they, they can keep up with Oklahoma offensively. And every time Oklahoma plays an SEC school or some one of these big schools in the last couple of years on these stages, their defense has been embarrassed. And I expect the same thing to happen tonight at the Cotton Bowl. So give me Oklahoma. I mean, yeah, Florida, excuse me. I'm an idiot. Why did I say that? I just talked about Florida <laughs> for about two minutes. Joe Dandron. I, I watched that SEC championship game between Alabama and Florida. And I'm telling you what, man. Florida is like good. And I get the whole like, oh, we didn't make the playoff thing. Kyle Trask does not care what game he's playing in. That dude is going to sling it. And I don't trust, like, what about Oklahoma? It's like, oh, okay, they beat Iowa State. Iowa State's a pretty good football team. But I just don't know if I trust Oklahoma. I'm taking Florida here. And I think Florida wins easily, too. I'm changing my pick. I was going to go Florida to start, and I just changed my mind. Now I'm changing it back to Florida. 
My astute analysis convinced Eric that yeah, that was yes. it. That it was all was right you, you convinced me, Joe. You, Kyle, you I think it. I also think that fact that Kyle Trask has thrown for a million touchdown passes. So this, Kyle, so this would be the game that Stearns wins the pick on because we're all going to be wrong and Oklahoma's going to win. So you're welcome, Stearns. Well, sir, the one thing about Stearns is right about this team. I was actually having a conversation with one of my buddies about this is Oklahoma does have like, I do think they're going to come in playing more motivated than Florida. I just think Florida's a lot better than Oklahoma. I just put, that is my reasoning mm -hmm. for this pick. Okay. Let's move to new year's Eve. Um, this, the one thing about new year's Eve, it always used to be the chick for bowl, And that always used to be a pretty solid thing. New year's Eve is kind of taking a hit since the college football playoff, except the one year they tried to do the playoff on new year's Eve and Michigan, when State, Michigan State made it. Yeah. It was awful. That was the worst idea I've ever seen in my entire life. It was terrible. Whatever. Um, I'll move on from that. But we'll start off with the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl, number 24, Tulsa, lane two and a half versus Mississippi State. We'll start off with Nathan Stearns. Who put this game in here? This is awful. Hey, it's bowl season. We're doing, I, we're doing all the bowl games, Stearns, all the ones that are happening in the future from the recording of this episode. Oh man, uh, I Mississippi State's been a joke, but Tulsa hasn't played anyone. But I'm just gonna go with the Hurricanes just because Mississippi State's been awful this year, beating a bad LSU team. You beat Missouri, and they were bad against Vanderbilt. So I, oh man, they're a football team. Does anyone, anyone got another pit? Any I'll opinion? go. I'll go. Um, I'm with Stearns, the air raid has not worked out in the first year for Mike Leach and Starkville. And I think that Tulsa deserves some respect. And this is kind of a home game for Tulsa. I mean, Fort Worth, this bowl game, that takes place in uh, TCU's home stadium in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, so I just, I think Tulsa is going to be a lot more motivated to play this game than Mississippi State is. And that matters in, in bowl season. So I'm going to go with Tulsa. Is Tulsa's uh, like, all American linebacker playing. I don't know. We have that information, but I don't. I I want to. He declared for the draft. I don't know if he opted out, but uh, you mean Mississippi State? I feel like when a non-power five team is ranked against a power five team in bowl season, and, and there there's a history of power five teams showing up. Like I, 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 I could be completely wrong. I just that's just kind of the feeling I got in this game. Joe. I haven't Tulsa. You know what? I'm just gonna pick Tulsa. I have nothing else to back that up. Just going okay. with Tulsa. I don't like that. Two and a half. It's a fair amount of points. Okay. Okay. Two p.m. on CBS to offer pad Arizona Bowl. Uh, I, I've never heard, I, I'm assuming they're playing, they're playing in a Tucson, Arizona it's at Arizona's home stadium. So I, I, the Arizona bowl used to be played, which was Arizona bowl was the cheese at bowl. Correct. Formerly. And they played it at the diamondback stadium, which was a wild scene for a football game. So they're playing in Tucson, number 22, San Jose state minus nine and a half versus ball state 2 PM on CBS. Like I already said, uh, I'll start us off. Eh, Give me Ball State to cover the nine and a half. I, I I feel like San Jose State should be favored a lot more in this game, so I'll take the points, I guess. Because I San Jose State, the two times I watched him, Nick Starkle, former Texas A&M quarterback, has been pretty solid. Uh, this might just be like my dumb brain operating. I just think for some, I, I don't know. I feel like San Jose State would be 
is not really up to be like, oh, we get to play Ball State. Cool. We we almost went undefeated and we're playing Ball State. I think they did go undefeated, actually. I don't know. I am – I'm picking San Jose State. I am a Nick Starkle stan. He's good, if, dude. If he didn't get hurt at A&M, he might still be their quarterback. Okay. Like, he got hurt. Remember that game that they played at UCLA, the Josh Rosen fake spike game? Yeah. Yes. Nick Starkle got hurt in that game in, like, the third quarter. He was, like, lighting up. The reason that A&M had such a huge lead in that game that UCLA then in turn came back and won was because of Nick Starkle. Nick Starkle got hurt, and A&M fell apart. And so he's been really good at San Jose State. He went to Arkansas. He's transferred from yep. A&M to Arkansas, now to San Jose State. I've always been a fan of his, so I'm going, uh, I'm going San Jose State here. I think it's going to be not close. I just – Ball State – I don't the Maction the Maction magic dies in in Tucson. I'm going Ball State too. I like Tyler Nevins. There's a difference between San Jose State, who's beaten everybody in the Mountain West by at least ten points, and Ball State, who is in a who's been in dogfights with Eastern Michigan, Western Michigan, Northern Illinois in the MAG. I think this is one of those games where you see sort of the competition disparity. It's a lot harder to play Nevada and San Diego State than it is to play Eastern Michigan. I mean, let's call it spade a spade. I, I'm going with the uh, Trojans easy here. Oh, so you, you, you're picking San Jose State because you said you were picking Ball State. I did? No, no. I said San Jose <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you said I'm picking Ball State, and then you listed all these reasons why it was smart to pick San Jose State, so I was a little confused. Okay. Olympics, Eric. <laughs> I um... – Ball State, man, they've they won me a little bit of cash this year. I'll tell you what. Um, and Ball State's a good football team. They can score and they can score fast. They play – I don't even – they play fast, I think. I don't know. Their mascots are bird. So, give me Ball State. Okay. This is good, okay. Stearns. This is how we're going to catch him. Nick Starkle's going to win us the pick him. No, the, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, which is usually on New Year's Eve, too. I actually love this game. It's usually a really weird game. Last year, that Kansas State Navy game was insane, if anyone tuned into that game. Um, West Virginia, minus seven against Army. Uh, we're going to start with Joe Dandron, but I have some tapes about this game. Well, West Virginia, they – I mean, they have had problems, especially on defense all year. Um, and Army had a pretty good season. Yeah, as far did. as I'm con- – you know, Army had, I mean, I think one loss. Um, I believe that, or maybe more than that. I think they went 9-2. 9-2, I, and two. Nine and two, I yes, believe. That's what it was. And, I mean, they're a good football team. West Virginia, like I said, has had issues all year. Um, I'm going to take Army to cover seven here. Uh, dude, Army's winning this game. They're winning this game. I, I, I just, uh, the we talked about the motivation factor. Army getting the opportunity to play West Virginia. And West Virginia's not even good this year. No, and, 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 and people will be like, oh, you got a couple of weeks to prepare for the triple option. They'll be fine. I just think Army's a better football team. I don't think West Virginia is that good. I think Army's going to roll this game. Give me Army money line. Go I'm through. Awesome. I, got, I got Army too. Army's – that's the one thing about the military schools is the way they play travels. They will be in pretty much every single game. And I, any faith that I had in West Virginia was extinguished after they got run off the tracks by Iowa State. Army's been pretty solid this year. I just, 
I don't think West Virginia wakes up for this game either. I got them. And I'm with you, Collins. I think they win. I really do. I'm going to pick Army too, but I'm a little bit more conservative about this than you guys. I think that the only reason I'm picking Army is because I think seven points is entirely too too big. Um, I think there's a chance West Virginia wins this game close, but I'm going to pick Army to cover. Okay, moving on to New Year's Day. First New Year's, not the first, the second New Year's sits bowl of the season, Chick-fil-A Bowl at noon. I always kind of like this game. I really do. I, I, I like the noon, like New Year's Six game because it's a good, like, appetizer for the, the playoff games. It really is for me, at least. And Atlanta, Georgia, not number nine, Georgia, lane seven to number eight, Cincinnati, noon on ESPN. I hate Georgia. I, 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 I like Kirby Smart. I usually like the program of Georgia. I just can't stand the national respect Georgia gets. I really hope Cincinnati beats them. I just don't think it's going to happen. Give me Georgia minus seven. I, I just, I'm so tired of the whole Georgia stuff. So much talent that it doesn't even matter if they lose any crucial game they're in. So, I mean, I hope Cincinnati covers, but I, I just think Georgia has got too much talent, basically contradicting everything I just said. This, so I'm going to pick Georgia too, but the, the thing about this is that everyone, when the playoff, the, the college football playoff teams were announced and everybody knew exactly who they were going to be going in Alabama, Clemson, Ohio state, Notre Dame, all the group of five teams, you know, the, the Cincinnati's, the coastal Carolinas of the world were just like, well, what do we have to do? You know, there's, we win all our games and we still can't even get a crack at the playoff, but then they go into these games and they don't ever win. Like, I don't, so well, Boise, people, Boise and TCU won a couple when they okay, were considered but that was That was before the playoff era, though. I mean, in the playoff era, these teams that want all this playoff respect and before the bowl games, you know, they – I just – I don't – I I want to pick Cincinnati to win, but I just – Georgia's got more athletes on the field, and Cincinnati's defense is really good. And so I think that, that it'll be – you know, they'll keep it close for a while, but I just, especially in Atlanta, I mean, this is, this is a home game for Georgia. This game happens, you know, an hour from their campus. I just don't see it. I don't see it happening because all the Georgia fans will show up to Atlanta and Cincinnati's just not going to win as much as I'd like them to, to kind of prove the committee wrong. Like, Oh, you should have given us a better shot. They just don't have the juice to do it. And none of these group of five teams ever have the juice to do it against the Georgias of the world. And that's just the reality of the situation that the playoff committee is aware of. And that's why they don't ever get a real look these group of five teams into the college football playoffs. So that was a long winded way of saying that I'm picking Georgia. I can't take Luke Fickles here either. I, if it was Stetson Bennett playing, I might pick differently, but JT Daniels has been – Georgia's looked better with him. It's a not lot even better. Been, a lot better. And nine touchdowns to one pick, and as much as I like Ritter, I think he's one of the best dual-threat quarterbacks in football. I mean, he can run it. He can sling it. He's a very professional sort of modern-day quarterback in terms of where you're going, in terms of having your quarterback being able to run it on the ground and throw it through the air, but Eric's right. I mean, you just don't see mid-major schools win these kind of games, so I got to go with Georgia here, too. Can we talk about that for a second? Why the hell was JT Daniels not playing from the very beginning? 
Well, he was hurt. So okay. he. So when was he healthy? Because I think if, he got. If JT Daniels is healthy and Kirby Smart was still rolling Stetson Bennett out there, they should have some real issues with him. Well, I think he he was healthy. I think like week three. And Stenson Bennett, I think he had like one or two nice games. So they're like, we're going to roll Bennett. And then they played Bam on it. It was like, okay, this is obviously not a guy who's going to take you anywhere. So I don't know. I don't really remember that timeline, but I know he was hurt to start the year. That was because that, that was the whole thing. Everyone expected him to start. And I don't think he was eligible, to be honest. I don't think he was eligible, like clearly eligible week one. So I don't know. Joe Dandron. Um, sorry about that. I was picking something up. But there you go. <laughs> so at least he wasn't getting a bagel yeah Jesus. <laughs> yeah this time i haven't gone i already made i made breakfast before the show so yeah, i was well. late actually that's why it so, was 20 minutes late yeah okay exactly. he was five minutes i'm not gonna let you slander joe he was five minutes uh, late oh uh, yeah hey hey thanks Collins. come on i got your back <laughs> all right so i i like the point you bring up about jt daniels and i think that's an interesting one because why wasn't the guy playing stetson bennett I remember watching that Alabama game. Stetson Bennett was so evidently not the guy who could win you anything big at a school that needs to win big things. And I just don't trust that. I don't trust him. I watched a lot of JT Daniels when he was at USC. I don't know if I trust him either. Um, But Cincinnati has struggled. I think Cincinnati covers the seven, but they're not going to win this game. They're going to lose by three. They're going to lose by – no, Cincinnati will lose by three. They've won their last two by three. They're going to lose this one by three. Okay, I like it. I, I, I I'm a big Luke wins. Fickle. I'm a huge Luke Fickle guy, and I don't feel great about this because they have struggled the last two games against UCF and Tulsa. Which I watched the Tulsa game. Um, I mean, they didn't look exceptional, and I yeah. think that is gonna. But I think Luke Fickle is a guy who has experience in the big games, coaching at Ohio State, can get his guys up to play for this game, and I think Cincinnati is really going to prove that the group that they should have gotten more looks as a group of five team. I. The thing about it is that just from the eye test perspective, I just don't think Cincinnati is like there. Like, uh, and, and when you watch those UCF teams from Mackenzie Milton, like I thought they were there. Like you can make, like when they played Auburn, they were like from talent perspective on the offensive side of the field, they could play with them. Even when they played LSU that had a Joe Burrow, they played with them for almost a whole game. Like, you know what I mean? With a batter quarterback and Vontae Matt, whatever that guy's name was. So I, I I just don't see the eye test from Cincy that they're one of those power those non-power five teams that that could win a major bowl game like this, like the TCUs, the Boise States, and the UCFs have done in previous years. And Utah's like way back when Urban Meyer was that coach there. Okay, now to the Verbo Citrus Bowl, Orlando, Florida. They play like 18 bowl games at the Citrus Bowl in Orlando. I feel like every bowl season. The Cheese It Bowl last night was there. Number 14, Northwestern, minus three versus Auburn, 1 p.m. on ABC. <sighs> this is uh, – give me Auburn. Yeah, I yeah, I'm just not I'm not that impressed about Northwestern, and I, I think that's going to get us into when we talked about the playoff game coming up here shortly. I I just don't think Northwestern's that good. I really don't. I think they they have a solid defensive team, but on the offensive side of the football, they just we'll see what happens. Basically, that's basically their like if we can run the football, I guess we'll be successful. But that, I don't think they're going to be able. And I I hate Auburn. I hate Bonex. I don't think he's a good quarterback. They're not playing with their head coach, Dust Melzahn. I, I don't know who's coaching this team, but I just, I in good faith, I cannot take Northwestern against an SEC team. I just can't. It's always an interesting dynamic when a coach gets fired 
And then, yes. and then the, but the, Auburn has hired a new coach, Brian Harson from, yeah. from Boise state. And it's always interesting to see how that dynamic is when the, the program hires a new head coach before the bowl game. Like what is his role in the bowl game? I love that, dude. They're, I'm they're, sure they, that he'll probably just like what sit in the press box and kind of just take it all in. And yeah, and of, then and then he'll like be interviewed in like the second quarter by like Mark Jones and like yes, that, uh, and yes. he'll be like, so how you say, oh Brian, how how, how you settled in? He say, it's a dream job. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it in Auburn. You get to compete for national titles. Like you already know that interview is gonna happen mid game. That's great. That's yes. So I'm with you, Collins. Any team that loses to Michigan State is a oh, little quest, a little questionable blow blow. to me. I mean, Michigan State, Mel's got them on the way back, but this year was rough. I'm, I'm yes. picking Auburn. I'm picking Auburn because, first of all, Big Ten teams have not historically performed very well in these types of matchups on New Year's Day in Florida against SEC teams. And I just – Northwestern's favored and ranked – a lot higher than Auburn, probably rightfully so based upon the season, but I just, I'm with you, Collins. I got to go Auburn. I'm going, I got to go. I'm going in the other direction here for the sole reason. I love Fitzgerald. This is the kind of game, you know, they're going to travel for. He's had a lot of success in these kind of bowl games. Yeah. But in the, the problem, Auburn doesn't, hasn't looked good against half decent teams. They were good against, oh, they Kentucky weren't, they or, weren't good this year. They weren't good this year. You're right, Nate. They it's been, the, it's been the middle to lower tier teams. I mean, love, love Tank Bigsby, best running backs name in the country. I mean, the, the guy's an absolute stud, but I, I don't know, man, after what Northwestern did to Justin Fields, I don't know how Auburn scores. They will probably be lucky to put up 10 points. And in those ugly sort of games, Northwestern wins. So I'm going with the Wildcats. Making me regret my decision, Stearns. I, hey, Midwest teams, man, you got to go with them. And I I mean, Northwestern, they play defense at an extremely high level. Obviously, we've seen that. Um, And they were in that Ohio State game. You know, they got, I mean, that Brandon Joseph kid was an All American. They've got maybe the best linebacking group in the Big Ten and one of the best ones in the country. They're big up front. I like Northwestern here to cover the three. Um, it's going to be close. It's going to be like a 17-14 game or something like that, or 14-11 or something weird like that. Well, but, that would that would mean they would not cover the three. No, because they would win. Yeah, 14-11, three points. That's pushing, that dude. You have to oh. win by more than three to cover. God, dude. They're gonna win Come by. they three. This is, this is the <laughs> this last year again. What's going on? No, <laughs> explaining betting lines to Dan. Yeah. This is hey, like I, classic. I keep SRZ winning here. bets. I keep winning bets. So who cares? I guess. I um, guess, man. Northwestern will win by three or more. Three and a half. So Joe Danger's picking a push. He's not picking. Uh, he's yeah, not that, picking, picking Northwestern to cover. That's I'm gonna put, I'm gonna if you pick a push. Hey, if you pick a push. Yeah, yeah, if you pick a push, Joe, it's either you get plus two or minus two, though. It's like one of those. Oh, shit. It's like when you play a drinking game and you call goalpost. It's either you got to do two drinks or everyone else has to finish theirs. Yeah. Is that are you calling post? You picking picking a push, Joe? You know what? High risk, high reward. (laughs) Oh, man. Screw it. Who cares? Give me the push. Wow. Push. 
What a bold move! A bold move by Joe Dantron. I could have been utilizing this. The, I could have been utilizing this the entire year. We could have. There's not a whole lot of. Pushes. We've only had. We had a push last week, though. The Big Twelve Championship game was a push. Yes, it was. Oh, incredible. Okay, let's move into the two biggest games on New Year's Day: College Triple Semifinal. Before we talk about this, did you guys have any gripes with the top four? We didn't really talk about it at the top of the show. Uh, you know. Based upon what happened, I guess not. I just think Texas A&M is better than Notre Dame. But based upon the season, I don't know. The the, the takeaway that I have from the playoff is that it needs to expand. I mean, if it should this have been year, expanded just for this year. This year, it showed us that it has to be eight teams. No more, no less. It just has to be eight. Anyone outside of the top eight does not deserve a shot at the national championship. But it has to be eight. It just has to. And like, imagine Texas A&M, what's five? A&M, Oklahoma, Florida, and who's number eight? But imagine those in Cincinnati. Cincinnati would get their shot in the college football playoff. So then they'd have to play Alabama. So welcome to the college football playoff, Cincinnati. But um, I just think that that would be, first of all, from an entertainment standpoint for TV dollars, which is all in all, what matters the very most to the college football playoff is TV dollars. We all, we know this. And so that's the takeaway. I mean, if you're doing four, I guess the four that got in deserve it, but you have to go to eight. You just have to. I just, the one thing I will say, I think expansion is necessary. I just think six is like, they will never do six. And I think six is like the right number. Because it's still the exclusivity. What I, I that was terrible pronunciations. But you could literally go five power five conferences and one at large. And if the mid major and, and the group of five team is good enough, then they're good enough. Because I think if you go to eight sometimes and you guarantee a group of five team in, you're gonna get the years when there's a bad group of five batch and it's gonna be like a fit number fifteen Boise State. So I I don't know. I don't know if those automatic bids would do like great for the college football playoff. I actually kind of like the four. I think this year they probably should have expanded it though. Just to the fact that everyone has not played the similar amount of games just to kind of level the playing field, at least to, to expand it to eight. But I, I mean, obviously with TV contracts and these bowl stuff, you can't do that, but I, I thought they did what they had to do. And, and First game, number one, Alabama, minus 19 and a half versus number four, Notre Dame, 4 p.m. on ESPN. The Rose Bowl presented by Capital One being played at the Cotton Bowl site in Arlington, Texas at Jerry's World. That's going to be a weird look. But um, I'll start us off. Uh, I think Alabama is going to roll. I think they're going to cover minus 19 and a half. Uh, I just think their offense is literally unstoppable. And, and, and I think Notre Dame might be in this game for a half because I, I, I they just weren't, they didn't come ready to play against Clemson. They did, just factually, no, they did not, they, they didn't. weren't, they weren't ready to play against Clemson. And I think they're a better football team than that. I just think Alabama's offense is generationally good. So I, I, I think they're not to be able to keep up with Alabama and Alabama pulls away in the second half. I think this one is interesting. And Eric, I want curious as to who you pick. I'm going to pick Alabama here too. Devontae Smith should probably win the Heisman Trophy. I think he's going to. Agreed. I was about to be in my points about this game that Devontae. I I I I think that he should win the Heisman, and I it's crazy to me that you have Mac Jones and him are both Heisman finalists. Um, That offense is, you know, one of the best we've seen. I mean, even in recent years, 
And Notre Dame just doesn't win big games like this. They have in recent memory. I don't think they start this time of year. For them to win, Bo has to have like a career, career. Yeah, he has. Yes, he will like have career, to throw career, career, more career than day. he will have to throw for more than three hundred fifty yards if they want to win. Yes. Go ahead, Stearns. Bama, Bama all the way. Notre Dame. I've not been high on Notre Dame the entire year. I'm not high on them now. Devontae Smith is one of – this is one of the best seasons I – whoever gets 1,600 yards? He's had 1,600 yards and, what, 16 or 17 touchdowns? Short of resurrecting the corpse of Newt Rockney, I can't see any way in which Notre Dame <laughs> – I mean, this has the potential, I think, to be like Michigan State, Alabama – like Michigan I just I, – I think Notre Dame are frauds. A&M's only last of the year. Yes, they got whooped by Alabama, but everybody gets whooped by Alabama. So, this is easy for me. Give me the tide. Oh, that was good. The corpse of Newt Rockney. Um, I've – I'm going off of what Stern says. He says he was not high on Notre Dame the entire year. I was high on Notre Dame. You've been very high on Notre Dame. I have. And um, I picked them to cover against Clemson – in the ACC championship game, and which you know led to me going two and five in the conference championship week. Um, so, whew, I I picked Alabama against Florida, and they didn't cover. But I I can't I can't not pick Alabama here. I just think that Notre Dame is is a good team. They really are a good team, but Alabama is on a new level this year, and Devonte Smith. So deserves to win the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. Yes, um, set for I mean, in a con- compressed season too, to put up those numbers. And I think he will win the Heisman Trophy. The he won the AP Player of the Year yesterday, which is a large measuring. You know, generally that's kind of a good indicator about who's going to win the Heisman Trophy. I think the winner of that award has won like the last seven Heisman's or something like that. And so he he checked that box yesterday. And I think he's going to win the Heisman Trophy as well. Mac Jones is anything but a game manager. I mean, he is electric, makes plays down the field. And not – I mean, people don't even talk – we haven't even mentioned Najee Harris. I mean, oh, how he's many – pro- he's, he's in front. He was what – I mean, Devontae had a great SEC championship game, and so did Mac. But, but Najee, Harris. Najee Harris was the reason that Alabama won the SEC championship against Florida. So um, – just oh, Najee way. Harris out wide, and he's running like yeah. legit routes. It's like, crazy. There's nothing you can do there. It's crazy. And I, th- what, going off what you said, Collins, I think Notre Dame probably is in this for about a quarter and a half, or maybe the first half. But Alabama's just, just so much better than everyone else. And I think that I just I don't see them not covering nineteen and a half. So I'm picking the tide. The thing about Alabama, I think the only type of team that can kind of play with Alabama might have an opportunity to beat Alabama. I mean, we're going to talk about the other two teams in the playoff is a team that can score a million. And you saw that with Florida because I don't think it matters what defense you throw at this Alabama offense Mm -hmm. because there's just so much talent and the scheme is really good. Like that, like some of the stuff that Sark is doing, like that touchdown to Najee Harris where they had him out wide and it's like a fake like screen thing. He comes over and runs a slide. Like they're doing some pretty like high level stuff with some legit talent. And, and people forget they lost Jalen Waddle 
who would have probably been a like in this Heisman chan like he probably might have put up fifteen hundred yards if he was healthy too. So I I I I don't know. I just said Alabama's too much for Notre Dame. I don't think they Notre Dame can score enough on Bama. Move on to the second college football playoff semifinal. All say Sugar Bowl. Number two, Clemson, lane seven and a half versus number three, Ohio State, 8 p.m. on ESPN. Uh, this one's very tough for me. I am not high on Ohio State, but Dabo's running his mouth a little bit too much for my liking to take Clemson. So I'm going to let you guys pick, and then I'm going to decide what I think. Oh, okay. So he says he, he teases it. Go ahead, Stearns. You can go first. Oh, why do I have to be the one? This one's small? weird. I hate this Okay, game. all right, Joe, you go first. Our resident Buckeye. Joe, Joe, you're on mute, by the way. Yeah, you are. Oh, man. Oh, man. Here we go. Here's the old man. Yes, Here sir. we go. Yes, yes, sir. Yes. 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 <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> um, so, I man, I'll tell you one thing. If, if I was Jeff Dandron, I might think the Buckeyes would win by 1,000. But Oh, Joe's father, Jeff. Yes, my Jeff. dad. Yeah, shout out Jeff. Um, you know, he's a Buckeye, bleeds the scarlet and gray. Um, and I, I just, I have such a hard time. Yes, you have the Big Ten corner of the year. Yes, you have, you know, this D-line with Haskell Garrett, whatever. I have so much trouble trusting this defense. Whoever wins this game is going to score 40 points. And I think Clemson wins this game, but I think Ohio State covers here. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be an incredible game because I think Fields is going to play much better than he did last year. Because Ohio State had a chance to win that game last year. They should have won that game. Ohio State blew that game last year. Yeah, I know. Fields played well in the game last year. Yes, and I do agree with that. But what I'm saying is, is they were in this game last year, so I think that they can easily cover or win. Um, Ohio State can because I you know I mean maybe I mean Clemson's defense might have issues of its own you know I mean they haven't I mean we saw the Notre Dame game the Notre Dame won Notre Dame scored 40 um, and I think that Ohio State's offense is light years better than the Irish so I'm going to take uh, Ohio State to cover well I mean if you look back at that game last year too I mean Ohio State I don't think Ohio State I think they overreacted with the fact that they were screwed by the officials I think that they're screwed there's mm. a couple tough breaks that, mm. Like the tar, the, you get that targeting to Sean Wade, which I think that was, was a bad. That was the a tough targeting. Call. The targeting was, and I'm an official defender here. That was the a bad call. The targeting was fine. The the bad so? call was overturning the fumble on yes. replay. Yeah, that was yes. the worst, and that that, that was directly terrible. that directly took a, a defensive score off the board for for Ohio State. So I mean, I, uh, yeah. that's that was the officiating mistake in that game was replay overturning something they had no business overturning. Um, the targeting was fine though, but like that targeting jump started Clemson because if you remember that game, Ohio State's defense was getting after Clemson. They couldn't move yeah. the football, and, and that kind of just I don't know. They got a tough cup rates last year. Ohio State, I thought they were better than Clemson to be honest. They were, but um, I just said Clemson's better than them this year. I don't think Ohio State's played a good game all year, to be honest, to their standards. Like, maybe beating Michigan State with, like, seventh-string offensive linemen might have been a good game for them. But, I like, I just – the defensive side of the football, I understand they have Sean Wade. I don't like their secondary. And on the offensive side of the football, it, Justin Fields has not looked good these last couple of weeks. And, and, and the superior opponents they've played – 
if you put pressure on him, he's prone to make a big mistake. And we didn't really see that last year. And, and, and I, I could see him throwing a pitch six or two maybe in this game. That's what, that, that's why I like Clemson. I think this game's going to be close. I just don't trust Justin Fields compared to Trevor Lawrence. I just think Trevor Lawrence is in a different, like, atmosphere than Justin Fields is in quarterback play, and that's why I'm going to take Clemson minus seven and a half. Go ahead, Stearns. I'm with Collins here now that I've had more time to go back and forth and probably screw myself over. I don't, I, I don't see how Ohio State stops ETN. I don't see how they stop Amari Rodgers. I don't see how they stop Powell. I, I, I just don't know what barometer of success you can get from beating Northwestern, who doesn't have an offense, beating a good Indiana team. But other than that, you beat Penn State, you beat Nebraska, you beat MSU, whoop they do. who doesn't? I think Clemson is better than they were last year. I really do. And I think Ohio State's a little bit worse. I, I, think, this, I think this is a close game through three quarters, but I think a late Lawrence score pushes this just past the line. So I'm going to go Clemson here too. I'm also picking Clemson, and here's why. I think that Ohio State – you said it, Stearns. I think Ohio State was is worse this year than they were last year. They're and especially defensively. I think they're gonna have most of their other than not having Dobbins, but Ohio State has two suitable replacements at running back in Teague and Sermon. Um, Fields has taken a step back this year, in my opinion. And that could be to lack of reps, you know. And here's another here's another thing that I don't think many people have considered. Ohio State gains like momentum going into the postseason by just kicking Michigan's teeth in. And that didn't happen this year. Like they didn't get to have their annual curb stopping of Michigan to like make everyone super confident in them and make everyone like in their program confident that like, okay, we're a national championship team, not only a big 10 championship team and Ohio state struggled with Northwestern, the big 10 championship. I mean, they were gifted a birth to the big 10 championship via the big 10 changing the rules of COVID. And then they didn't really do what they needed to do as far as a dominant standpoint. They still got into the playoff, yes. But I think this is Trevor. Trevor Lawrence came back to Clemson to win a national championship. Like financially, it probably made more sense for Lawrence to opt out of the season and just get ready for the NFL draft because he's going to be the number one, number one overall pick. And he's going to be a Jacksonville Jaguar this time next year. But Trevor Lawrence came back for this. And as much as I will be pulling for Ohio state in this game, because of all the shit that Dabo has talked about Ohio Dabo's state. Dabo's an idiot. Uh, yeah. Ugh. Dabo. I was all in on Dabo this year. Um, it's been a tough year for Dabo. I was all in, but Dabo, as far as his recklessness of how he's treated COVID his, you know, just kind of disregard for any like respect for any of his opponents or anyone in the ACC or anyone else out of Clemson, out of, outside of Clemson's program, I will be pulling hard for Ohio State. So I'm hope, I desperately hope I'm wrong here, but I'm picking Clemson. He, dude, he's just like, just sounds like an idiot sometimes. I don't know. He just, he, he has, sounds- he has shown his true colors this year and it's ugly. It's he's ugly, like a good, ugly. He's a good football coach. He just, I don't know. There's sometimes when my dude just relax so, like, a little bit too much. He's a so humble. Go Buckeyes. Go Buckeyes, but I'm picking Clemson. Okay. Move on to January 2nd. Always kind of like the weird day after like the big games are played and there's still college football. You're like, huh, oh, 
why are we doing this? But hey, January 2nd, Tatsler Gator Bowl, Jacksonville, Florida, Kentucky minus two and a half versus number 23, NC State, noon on ESPN. We'll start with the North Carolinian. Is that how you say it, Stearns? What would it be? The Carolinian or whatever? Carolinian. Linian? Yes. Okay. Like so. linear. Like linear. I, okay. I got to go with the pack here. I pack have pride. Not- I have not been high on Kentucky all. Kentucky's another team along with Mississippi State that wouldn't sniff a bowl game if it wasn't for this year's exclusively. And Kentucky's not a good football team. Kentucky's never been a good football team. And NC State's normally good for a decent or a semi-respectable bowl win every couple years just based on historical trends. So give me the pack here. Okay, I, I'm gonna go with the Pat just because Nathan Stearns likes the Pat. I trust him. Give me Pat, Pat Pride, Stearns, Pat Pride. I'm also gonna go with NC State, and I was gonna pick it before you guys jumped on that bandwagon. I don't think Kentucky's any good, um, and NC State. I'm not sure they're that great either. If we remember Dandridge and I sweating through the NC State Liberty game, trying to have that over hit, and it didn't even come close. Oh my god! So that's god. what ruined our parlay, and we'd be a lot richer if that had to hit but considerably i have some built-up anger towards nc state because of that but i have to pick the wolf pack because first of all i you know nathan stearns is this podcast north carolina native son but i've spent a lot of time in that state the past six months and will be spending a lot of time in that state moving forward so i'm kind of an honorary north carolinian in my mind so i have to pick there have to we pick go the wolf pack as well I oh man, Eric, bringing back that makes me want to pull my hair out because oh, it's, it's I can't. How how is that football team ranked? I don't know. I, re- I really don't know. I saw that number twenty three yeah. next to the name, and I almost threw yeah. my computer. Yeah, how can anyone watch that team and think, yeah, that's a top like, twenty five team? Like, don't get me wrong, they that Liberty game. I mean, that was like Liberty Coastal Carolina. That game got muddied up. Everybody, every, oh. I think there was like maybe 60 total yards of offense in the game. And like 100 and yards it, each in penalties. Yes. There was eight bench clearing brawls. I don't trust NC State whatsoever, but I got to pick them because they're ranked and Kentucky's just bad. Kentucky's just not good. That's all there's to it. Okay. I like it. I like the reasoning there. Move on. 12.30 on ABC. Kind of a weird time for a game. Outback Bowl, Tampa, Florida. 11, Indiana, minus 8 against Ole Miss. We talked about the motivation. I'm interested to see how Indiana comes out here. Ole Miss can score the football. Give me Indiana. I, I've liked Indiana the whole year. I just I can't pick against them. I don't like the number at 8, to be honest, because I think Ole Miss can score with about anyone. And I, their defense stinks, so Indiana will be able to score at will. But I, give me Indiana. I, I, I've i liked Tom Allen this year. i got to stick with him. D- Joseph Dandron. Okay. Well, Indiana, again, weird matchup with Ole Miss. They got kind of – Indiana got kind of shafted on their bowl game. Yeah, I they should be a in a New Year's Six Bowl. They should Yeah, be. I mean, frankly, they should be. Um, and the Outback Bowl also, if you expand the game, if you expand it to eight teams for the playoff, Outback Bowl contender for that eight one versus eight game. That could be a good um, conversation. I, like, I don't know. Yes. I think you gotta go with the Citrus Bowl just because Orlando yeah. hosts all these bowl games. Oh. And you gotta have a playoff game there. And nothing yeah. in citrus, citrus, great part of the diet. Um <laughs> <There you> I 
<laughs> I absolutely love Indiana. And I know Eric thinks that Tom Allen cries every time he goes near a mic. Because he does. It. I know he does. It. He knows, he knows yeah. it. I you know what you know what? I am fully prepared for the pregame, the mid-game, the postgame, the halftime. The I love you guys. Morning I up, love everyone. I bleep and love everything. I am yeah. crying grandly crocodile tears. Give me Indiana. Go Hoosiers. Go Hoosiers. Yeah, hey. I don't I, that's like them pregame like, every game. You, you looked at their social media accounts. Like, we Leo, we love everyone. Love, love. I'm like, guys, I get it. I get it. Relax. I'll go next. As much as I dislike Indiana, they're the better football team by a long shot. And I agree. They got shafted in their bowl game. Even though Michael Penix isn't playing, I uh, believe the guy's name is Jack Tuttle has been just – He's been very uh, – he's been a very suitable replacement in Penix's absence – I don't see Ole Miss, the fighting Lane Kiffins. They'll they'll be back. Lane will get them on the right track, but, I mean, it's his first year. And yeah. as much as I dislike Tom Allen's keep... fake emotion and crying all the time because I see it's right through fake. it and hate anything like that. Um, it's not fake. It's fake. Um, I'm picking Indiana. I'm going to go Ole Miss for one right. reason only. I can't see how Indiana can keep up with Ole Miss scoring wise. I only their Stearns. I I'm picking Indiana basically just because I like uh, they've been a field goal story. You're right, Stearns. If you look at it, Ole Miss has scored 45 or more points five times this year. Ole Miss absolutely dominated. They put they put 60 on the board a couple times, and I don't think Indiana the defense is okay. I I think this is a game Ole Miss scores 40 points. I cannot see a team that's that explosive on offense. Indiana won that ugly grudge match against Wisconsin. I got to go Ole Miss here. I really do. I think they win. I think they went out right. Okay. Uh, okay, okay, okay. I would, well, make me, it would, make, it would make me so happy for that outcome to happen. I just, I don't know. Indiana seems kind of like the team of – destiny this year even though they got shafted in their bowl game and i think they'll just find a way but i don't know how they didn't get a new year's six i don't know how you put ohio state in the playoff and then don't give indiana a new year's six game like i just i i'll never understand they're that. playing a four and five team i know that's stupid that's, bull. that's baloney yeah that's brutal okay move on playstation fiesta bowl shout out to all the players in this iowa state oregon game because guess what they all got playstations ps5s so shout out to them yeah, that, that was their bull gift this year. Joe Dandron's. That's ludicrous. Yeah, yeah, that's. Old Joe, oh, they're playing in the PlayStation, PlayStation. Bowl. What yeah. do you expect? Yeah, it was amateur athletics, college athletes. Yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. They deserve but it. Number ten, Iowa Screw State it. minus Screw four it. against number twenty-five, Oregon. Give me the ducks, 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 ducks. I hate Iowa State. I don't think they're that good. I, Brock Purdy's like fine. I think he's the most overrated quarterback in the country. Maybe other not named Sam Ellinger. So uh, get, give me Oregon. I get so frustrated thinking about Sam Ellinger. Go ahead, Stearns. Nah, I'm going with the Cyclones here. I'm not the biggest. I'm not the biggest Iowa State fan either. I just don't think Oregon's very good. What I think is a very Middle tier Pac-12. I actually think the Americans probably better top down this year than the Pac-12 was. I know Oregon beat USC, but USC's been a little up and down too this year. Well, Slovis gave them that game basically. I know, I know, but for what we've said about Iowa State being inconsistent, the teams they've lost to, other than Louisiana, they should have lost to. They've taken care of business 
when they're supposed to take care of business. So I got to go Iowa State here. I how little does the committee think of the Pac-12? A lot. That the Pac-12 champion is number twenty-five. And now I know that Oregon wasn't supposed to be in the Pac-12 championship game because Washington had to opt out, but still. The Pac-12 yeah. champion is ranked number 25. I mean, Lord have mercy. Yeah. Um, I don't like Iowa State either, but I have to pick them because I feel the same way about the Pac-12 as the committee does. Um, I think that Matt Campbell is a good coach and probably will leave Iowa State within a year or so. And so, yeah, I'm going to go Cyclones. I don't like them. I, I'm right there with you, Stearns, but I, I, I am begrudgingly picking Iowa State. Joseph Dandron. Iowa State, me and my me and my father, Jeff, were having a conversation about this while I was home. Iowa State, are they good? Are they not? I really was surprised with the outcome of that Big 12 championship game. I really thought that Iowa State was the much better football team. I have a hard time trusting them. Oregon, though, they only got in the Pac-12 championship because a team couldn't play Washington. I'm going to take Iowa State here. Okay. 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 Just I I don't I don't there's a trust factor with me or Oregon. I don't trust the Ducks at all. I'm gonna say this: Matt Campbell better get out of there when he can, and that's a year or two because his stock is never gonna be higher. And I hate to be this guy. Iowa State is not a destination job, and I and I'm just saying that. By the way, this is really off topic. Has Jim Harbaugh signed his extension yet? No. Okay, so, I mean, I guess it's sort of related because you hear Matt Campbell's name every time the Michigan job's kind of brought up. But, yeah, I mean, Jim Harbaugh not extended yet. Maybe he ends up at Michigan. Last bowl game on SRC, pick him. It's Travaganza, Capital One Orange Bowl, Miami, Florida, number five, Texas A&M, minus seven and a half versus number 13, North Carolina, 8 p.m. This is – I think this will be the best bowl game of the whole bowl season and the best New Year's Six game personally. Interesting. That's a hot take. That's a hot take. And, and Joe, uh, Joe Dandron uh, should pick first, Collins. Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. I will. Hey, yeah. Hey, spirit of Christmas. Um, I'll pick last this time because I'm not good. really in the Good. So, North Carolina gives up a lot of points, and AM can score a lot of points. Seven and a half to me, I think AM should be favored by more. So, I'm taking oh, okay. AM here. Um, and but because I just North Carolina's defense, yeah, they got the quarterback, yeah, they have the old guy coach, but you know, the Mac old guy coach, Matt Brown. yeah, Mac Brown might be 140 years. He he's played in you know 8,000 games like this because he's coached for 800 years. But I, I just like AM here, they're the much better team, and frankly, they probably should have been in the playoff. Okay, I, I'll go next. I sadly enough 100% agree with Joe. I think that uh, <laughs> wow, first, huh? I think that AM should have been in the playoff and will take be taking the attitude of we are going to prove to you in bowl season why we should have been in the playoff. And North Carolina is a good team and Max got them really he's really brought them along further than I think anyone thought he could in his short time in Chapel Hill so far. But I think AM wins this game by two touchdowns. I don't th- I think it's not a blowout. I think AM wins by 10 to 14 points. So that means they cover seven and a half. So go Aggies. 
Give me the heels. I, 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 and I just didn't see me a good game. on the heel train the entire year. I know. And they haven't covered that much, honestly. No. If you really, they really haven't. I just think, I literally think this will be a back and forth game. I think it'll be like a 31 to 24, maybe AM win. Like, it's just me a good football game. That, that half point gives me confidence in North Carolina to cover that. Stearns. North Carolina. Oh, here we go. On a point, but I can't pick against the heels. Partially because every time I pick against them, I normally do okay. This will, and I've kind of been operating on an edge here with this game because this will go one of two ways. Either AM, as you say, Eric, is going to be angry or they're going to be miffed that they didn't get in and they're going to feel sorry for themselves because that happens a couple times too. But I, I, the gulf between AM's tail and UNC, I just think it's really, really wide. I think AM has enough room for a little bit of a downturn and still has enough ability to end up being clearing North Carolina by 10 to 14. As good as UNC is, they don't have a defense, and they're not there yet. They're not at the same level as Texas A&M, so I got to go. I got to go here with the Aggies. North Carolina's performance against Notre Dame made me lose a lot of confidence in them. Yeah, but their defenses did not look good. You're right. They're all – I mean, I don't know. I think Newsome, one of our their wide receivers opted out. The other one is not. Maybe Brown, who's not playing, but Newsome is playing. So I don't know. They I, they they've had some opt outs too, but I mean everyone really has. But yeah, there it is. That's a SRZ Bowl Travadanza. I think that was a good performance by everyone. We really kind of mowed through those. We did. There we yeah, go. Nice work. Nice work. Hey, these aren't our final picks, though. We do have the national title, so that will be our last final pick. I think. We'll be back sometime next week. We'll figure this out. I don't know. We'll probably record sometime before the national title game. Have we really done a Michigan State, like, really, like, done a deep dive on the season and, like, done a review of what we – No, we, we can do that in the next episode. Yeah, we'll we'll do that next episode. We'll do that, and then give us our national title pits, and then we'll go from there. Maybe do an outlook just <laughs> on the entire Big Ten, too, where you see everyone going next year. So, maybe we'll do something like that. Yeah, that'll be the final SRZ for. Yeah, I know. Be sad. End of an era. I might cry. I know. Stearns will still be on there, but it'll be done for me, Eric, and Joe. Stearns, what are you going to do next year on the SRZ without us? Uh, I'll probably scream at Jared and Sutton to talk. That's going to be. I was going to say. Gonna I, was... say I thought he was going to say scream with happiness. Oh, I was going to say bully Sutton. Hey, come on. <laughs> I like Sutton. I'm just kidding. Sutton, if you're listening to this, I love you, man. Sutton's a beast <laughs> at basketball, too. So, he uh, is. That dude can play. Yeah. Yeah, that dude, uh, he has killed me many a times while playing against him. I have gotten good. He's real good. But for Ryan Collins, Eric Bodney, and Sir Joseph Andrew, thank you for listening to Spartan Red Zone. Hope to see you guys next week.